perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond. It's great to be with you, and thank you for tuning in and listening and being a part of our ministry. I want to encourage you to reach out to us in our in our ministry and uh, just uh, whatever way you can support us, support us with prayers, uh, with uh, you know your your financial uh, donations and whatnot are always uh, of help to keep our apostolate going and beating to. Uh, a Catholic heart to go in and help uh, sow hope into broken hearts. That's what this is all about, uh, helping people grow closer to their Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, through, uh, the, through the sacraments and, uh, and mission of the Catholic Church. So that's what this is all about, and we, we thank you so much for tuning in and being part of today's podcast. Uh, I, I want to uh, talk with you uh, about our wonderful guest because uh, last week we had him on as well. His name is Brother Charles Madden, and uh, he is a uh, religious brother uh, of the Conventual Franciscans, and he's been uh, a religious brother for about 50 years, and he has uh, done uh, some wonderful work with creation, which is what we're going to be talking about on today's program. But I have to tell you, if you did not listen to last week's program, I uh, strongly encourage that you go back into our podcast feed and listen to last week's Young Young Catholics Respond, part one of this, because uh, it's going to really lay the foundation for what we're going to talk about in this program. Uh, So so please uh, go back in our podcast feed and listen to it uh, if you haven't already heard it. Uh, So Brother Charlie, welcome to the program again, and thank you so much uh, for being here on Young Catholics Respond again to talk with us about some really important doctrine uh, in, in creation. This is such uh, such an encouragement for these times, too. So thank you for being here again. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you're talking, um, you know, kind of in between the weeks here, and uh, one, of the, one of the things I wanted to focus on a little bit that we didn't do in last week's program was really on the dignity of the human person. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to jump to uh, doctrines uh, really 8 through 11, if you're uh, following along from last week. Um, but but I, I want to talk about the the fact that man was created in the image and likeness of God and the importance of that doctrine to understand that really as a key for all the other um, doctrine uh, about the dignity of, of the human person. That's where it begins, right? Right. Um, God created, he created all men in his image and likeness. And this is, and man is able to know and love his creator. For we see this in the catechisms, number 36 and 356. And every man enjoys the dignity according to a person, according to a person. Really, God created the entire earth for man, and man is called into a relationship with God. And man is united with God, and he's united with each other. Man was crowned with glory and honor. Uh, for instance, we, we see the relationship of man uh, with God is number 299 of the Catechism. His dignity, according to a person, 
is numbers 25 and 337. All throughout the Catechism, we see these different uh, aspects of man, and that we have an obligation, therefore, to treat each other with dignity. If we don't treat each other with dignity, how uh, can we ever expect to have a good relationship with our Creator? Because He created all of us. We have an equality, we are different, we have different capacities, but we all have an essential dignity and equality in the eyes of God. And we don't, if we don't acknowledge that, we are in trouble. And I think we see that today in the dis- disruptions which are going in our society. Yeah, yeah, I think we do. Uh, talk a little bit about maybe the history of, of, of where those disruptions begin to enter in, right? Like when we forget about the fact that we are created by, by God in His image and likeness, which is a very powerful statement— we in are, are made in that image and likeness means that we look like him, we 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 smell like him, he is he is you know our um he is our you know we we mirror God to others. And so when when we forget that, where what what happens and and really, you know, now we're seeing it being forgotten on a grand scale, um, you know, across you know our, our history and our time. Uh, but but did that begin at a certain point in time in history uh, that, that we forgot well, about that? Well, uh, well, we began to forget about it uh, once original sin occurred. And time and time again, uh, God had to bring us up sharp, uh, for instance, with the flood. Later on, you see that in the scriptures with the, with the people of Israel. Uh, they went away from God. They worshiped things other than God. They worshipped animals, or they worshipped the, the sun or the moon or what have you, and they got away from their Creator. And when you get away from your Creator, uh, you get away from each other, and human pride enters in there. One wants to dominate the other, and so greed and uh, hatred enter in. The more we get away from that notion that God created man, uh, Immediately from the earth, for instance, and from that man, he took the first woman. A tremendous act of creation, and by the immediate uh, creation of Eve from the body of Adam, that is is an essential unity of the entire human species. Man and women are created by God one from the other. This is an interesting thing. Uh, Pope Leo uh, XIII declared this. He said that God on the sixth day of creation, having having made man from the slime of the earth and having breathed into his face the breath of life, gave him a companion whom he miraculously took from the side of Adam when he was locked in sleep. St. Ambrose. He says that God created Eve from the body of Adam to assure the unity of the human species. Other saints, such as Augustine, Cyril, Jerusalem, Thomas Aquinas, made similar uh, statements. There are numerous statements in the Catechism of today that we have. Numbers 369, 372. 
are predicated on the fact of Eve's creation from the body of our, of uh, Adam. The whole teaching on marriage comes from that. And the need for respect, one for the other, husband for wife, wife for husband, parents for children, children for parents, the family, the unit that God has created us in. And it is so important that we keep that together, and we keep that together, and we then we can treat other people that we know with respect and dignity. There, once you deny the humanity of people, or you make some people more equal, so to speak, than others, uh, a good example of that would be the Holocaust, when the Jewish people were looked upon as not being human. That was a way of, that gave people an excuse to destroy the Jews. Whatever you do, slavery, all of these things which have been deeply involved in human behavior throughout the centuries, throughout the millennium uh, of, of uh, thousands of years, where people have treated other with disrespect, enslaved one another, killed one another, stole from one another. All of these are a denial of the essential unity of the human race. The farther we get away from that essential unity, the greater our problems are. And they're not going to get better until we begin to recover that notion that there is a unity of the human race which stems from the very beginning of the human species. Wow, yeah, I mean, that that's a great point. Uh, and in so many ways, we're seeing that today uh, in our society. Uh, and, and, you know, with the rise of um, the, the attack on the human person, as you kind of mentioned, you know, in modern times uh, with the Holocaust, but even, even today with Jewish Holocaust, but even, even today, um, we, we see that across the board. Uh, with, right. with with things like abortion, I mean, abortion is the number the number one killer of of, of people. Uh, but 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 we even see it with some of these racial riots, right? With the with some of this racial tension that's entering into our society, that there there's a disunity, right? And 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 we're not remembering that we're all part of one body of of Christ, and um, so. Do you have any right. advice for people out there uh, listening that that may be getting discouraged by by this? How how do we live that unity? How do we live that out the best way possible? Well, we have to go back to essentials. For instance, you mentioned abortion earlier. Well, if you do not respect the most innocent of human life, which is the child in its mother's womb. You're not likely to respect uh, other people that you meet on earth whom you don't like. You know, it's the respect for the the life of the child in the womb. What? Why do you think we have such so many instances of child abuse? Because we do not respect the child in the womb. When the child is born, the child is not cared for properly. Uh, all that hinges one on the other. Going back again. Uh, to the essential dignity of every person. That's why the child in the womb who has a physical disability like Down syndrome is created by God 
with the soul at the very instant of his bodily creation. Body and soul, the creation of man comes through the action of husband and wife, but God immediately infuses the soul at the moment of creation, which gives that new, newly formed human being dignity and cannot be uh, harmed in any way. We have to respect that, that human dignity of the most of. And when a child is born, if he's born deformed, you have to respect that child. You can't just kill people because you don't want to care for them. And the same way with the elderly. If you don't respect people throughout their lives, then in their old age, it becomes easier, as it was in the Hitler in Hitler's time, to just start destroying the elderly and the de- and the deformed. That was one of the first aspects of Hitlerism that took effect in Germany: was the destruction of the elderly and the those who were physically or mentally ill. Yeah, you have to respect the dignity of each individual regardless so important so so very important uh for our listeners we're talking with brother charles madden uh he is a conventual franciscan friar and um is just talking about a great great aspect of of his uh book um a a compendium on uh the the doctrines of genesis 1 through 11 we're just uh, talking about some wonderful human dignity issues here on Young Catholics Respond. So uh, stay tuned. i got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation. And I want to talk to Brother Charles a little bit about the difference between uh, domination and dominion, because I think that that's a a fascinating topic, especially in light of what we're talking about today. Uh, So right back after these messages here on Young Catholics Respond. Don't go anywhere. At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S dot org. Text or call 215-870-9913. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. 
www.ghostofgodlyfaith.org. The words spoken by Our Lady of Guadalupe to Juan Diego nearly 500 years ago are almost too good to be true. Asking that a temple be built at the site of her apparition, she promised that here I will give all my love, my compassion, my help, and my protection to all those who love me, cry to me, seek me, and who have confidence in me. Here I will listen to their weepings and alleviate all their sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. My name is Alan Napleton and I live in Dallas, Texas. I have visited her shrine in Mexico City dozens of times, bringing my own petitions and have found Our Lady to be true to her word. Over the years, I have brought hundreds of pilgrims to this holy place without incidents and have now founded Viva Guadalupe, a nonprofit that provides safe and inexpensive pilgrimages to Our Lady's shrine. If you would like to take Our Blessed Mother up on her promise and learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. Uh, today my guest is Brother Charles Madden. He is a conventional Franciscan friar. Uh, he uh, lives and works at Marytown, which is better known as the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe in Libertyville, Illinois. Uh, but he also has authored a uh, several books, but uh, the one we're talking about today uh, is all on creation. And uh, like last week's episode, we're delving into some really amazing topics. Uh, today we're talking about the human dignity um, topics. And if you haven't listened to the first half of this interview, you're catching it on the radio, uh, I encourage you to find our podcast feed later and listen to the entire thing. But um, I, I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about the the difference between um, dominion, which God gives to man as um, as a charge to uh, take care of creation, and domination, which uh, which He does not uh, give to man, and 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 what the difference is between dominion and domination, and uh, and how do we differentiate those two? Well, dominion, in a sense, is the care that we give to creation and to everybody on the earth. Domination is where people begin to dominate over each other. They rule each other in a terrible way. Dominion is one thing. Uh, In the Catechism, you find this between numbers 356 and 358. God created all creatures for the good of man and into whose custody he placed them. Man, in turn, was to serve God and love God and to offer all creation back to him, which means that it has to be offered back to him in a good state. We cannot destroy creation. We cannot destroy each other. Uh, In the liturgy, uh, the fourth Eucharistic prayer tells us, God is praised for his wisdom and love in setting man over creation. The words actually are, Father, we acknowledge your greatness. All your actions show your wisdom and love. You formed man in your own likeness and set him over the whole world to serve you, his creator, and to rule over all creatures. He said, rule, not uh, dominate. John Paul II, St. John Paul II, uh, referring referring to this context, the biblical text says he says shows the breadth and depth of the lordship 
that God bestows on man. It is a matter, first of all, of dominion over the world and over every living creature, as the Book of Wisdom makes clear. O God of my fathers and Lord of mercy, by your wisdom you have formed man to have dominion over the creatures you have made and to rule the world in holiness and righteousness, not in domination, rule in holiness and righteousness. He also pointed out, John Paul did, that man's dominion is not absolute and requires responsible stewardship, and that only God has absolute dominion over the world. Uh, it's, it's so important for us to remember that. We have a role. God has given us a role. He has, if you will, planted the garden, and it's our object, so to speak, to till it and make it fruitful. The whole earth, in a sense, is a garden, is a garden. and all the people in it are co-workers in this garden designed, which is to give glory, of, first of all, to God, and by our work of preserving uh, mankind, each other, and all the creatures of our earth, uh, it's a way of glorifying God. We're saying, thank you, God, for what you have given you, and we give this back to you in an improved condition. As <laughs> best that, that uh, we are able to do so, but we have that obligation. And therefore, the destruction of human life, and the destruction of creation, the misuse of creation, like this, apparently this creation of uh, this COVID-19, for instance. There are indications that it was created by man. Yeah. And therefore, it is destructive with it, with it, when it has been released on the whole world. Yeah, Next. yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things that really just struck me um, was that we have to give God uh, creation back in an improved condition. <laughs> that was that's a very insightful statement, uh, Brother Charlie. Because you know when you um, speak that out, I I think God is calling us to uh, to radical care for our brothers and sisters. And how many of us can say that we have returned? something to him in a greater state than he gave it to us in. You know, uh, it goes to the parable of the talents, too, a little bit. Um, but, but, yeah, you know, what? It, speak to that just a little bit, that improved condition. And Well, uh, one way to do it, to look at it, the way I'm looking at it, you have, say, your parents, they get old. They get sick. They need much care. And you provide for them as best you can physically and also spiritually so that when they do die, they go back to God in a holy state. And that we give, we do our best to help them spiritually and physically. It's not just physical care. It's spiritual care. And we have to, all uh, the same way with children. God gives us children. What are we to do? We are to set them on the pathway to God so that they will return to him someday because this life is temporary for all of us. But eternal life lasts forever. And if we are to enjoy eternal life with God, then we need to do our level best 
to improve the lives of the people that we know on this earth and treat them in such a way that they at least have the opportunity to grow in holiness. And no matter what physical condition they may be, that we treat them up to their last moment of their life in dignity. Mm. That's so beautiful. That is, you know, such a so so beautiful and so much wisdom poured out uh, in in this, uh, you know, conversation. And I really appreciate uh, your your perspective, uh, brother, because there's so many different um, there's so many different aspects of why we're created, how we're created, and to whom we are created for. And again, I think we uh, forget that. And when we forget who we are created for, uh, maybe just speak to that just a little bit about, about you know, our, our purpose. Um, and, and you, you, you know, you talked about the, the, the purpose of helping us with our, with our children and with our parents as they get, you know, as, as they get older, of course. Um, but, but that but gets our, to the essence of marriage. Yeah, it does. We are mar- we husband and wife marry each other, and their first duty is to help each other get to heaven. You can have all the material success in the world and wind up in hell. <laughs> and if that's the case, husband and wife have failed each other. Amen. We are we are given to each other as husband and wife to bring each other to heaven and to start the children coming after us on the pathway to heaven. Our elderly, the elderly, we have to help them in their final days achieve holiness to offer up their sufferings as much as they can for not only themselves and others around them, but to give God, in essence, uh, it, it is a way of offering, when you offer your sufferings up as a blessing, as a gift to God, in union with his sacrifice on the cross, it's one of the best things you can do. The most powerful people in the world are not those who uh, are leaders of nations or head of banks or businesses. It is people who offer their sufferings up for the benefit of themselves and others around them. They are the most powerful people in the world. <laughs> and and uh, we need to be reminded of that. And you did a great job reminding us of that very fact, uh, that, that that is the most important thing that we have to do, achieve holiness and achieve heaven. And what a great reminder that if we are not striving for that goal, then nothing else, nothing else matters. Um, yeah. And and so and so thank you, brother Charlie. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for for coming on these programs and really sharing with us uh, these incredible doctrines. Uh, again, as we wrap up this show, just tell people a little bit about where they can get uh, a copy of this book and uh, and your other ones, of course, um, because there is so much wisdom here. And you know that two or uh, an hour conversation it just cannot hold it. So uh, tell people where they can go and, and get the re- these resources. Okay, I'll go to uh, www.colbycenter.org. Uh, it's Colby, K-O-L-B-E, 
C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. Or you can also contact uh, the Colby Center for the Study of Creation in Writing, uh, 952 Kelly Road, Mount Jackson, Virginia, 22842. Uh, and you can ask for two books. One is the original book by Father Warkowitz, who was a, a uh, when you read his writings, you understand he was a scientist in electronics and physics phys, uh, before he ever got into the priesthood. He had two careers in life. And his book is The Indoctrines of Genesis 1 to 11. And I have taken his book and made a, a short compendium of it, which is called A Compendium of the Doctrines of Genesis 1 to 11. And they both, again, are from the, the Colby Center for the Study of Creation, www.colbycenter.org. Brother Charlie, thank you so much uh, for your time, for your wisdom, and uh, definitely have to have you back on the program again because I know there's so many things that we can uh, continue to talk about. So thank you so very much uh, for your time, for your wisdom, uh, and it's been a great blessing to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I've enjoyed it. Well, well, folks, um, this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.